What's up, nerds? Welcome to episode 59 of the Bandwagon Fan. This is the show where we talk all things pop culture. I'm Alex. I'm Natalia. And I'm Kate. And this is a special episode that we've been waiting to make all year. We are very excited. And I'm going to have Natalia introduce our topic today. All right. So over the last year, um, it's crazy that a year has gone by. I feel like 2022 went by so fast. But we tried, we attempted to listen to one new album um, every single day. So 365 albums in total. And I'm just going to spoil it. None of us actually listened to that many, but it's okay because we still had a great time. And like, I know we all found a lot of great music along the way. Um, But basically, our sort of rules for doing this were basically we decided that an album was like new to us if we hadn't listened to it in full. But it was okay if like you'd heard a couple songs from it. Um, cause the idea was just to play the album start to finish and yeah. Um, and Natalia, just curious, how did you find out about this or like, cause you were the one who told Alex and I about it. Yeah. So I found it in like early January on TikTok. Somebody had done it in 2021 and just made a video about it and, I was gonna give them credit, but then I couldn't find their video. And also I realized like, actually a lot of people have done this on the internet and actually for years. And it's really cool. Like there's so many people who have done it. Um, But yeah. Speaking of that, I was gonna mention at the end, but I'll say it now since you just mentioned the same thing. I tried Googling myself earlier today, like 365 music, like seeing like, could I find it? And one of the first results I found was a blogger who doesn't do an album a day, but does a a new song a day. And I was like, that is cool. But also like, I do think that isn't like as, I mean, I don't know. I think that it's like, it's not as challenging, I guess. But at the same time, like I was thinking like, oh, maybe it would be less demanding to do just a song a day and then if you like that song you could click on the album that it's from and if you wanted to you could listen to the whole album and then it keeps your expectations low but I still kind of feel like in a world where we have like millions of not billions of songs like it doesn't feel satisfying to me that you only listen to one song that day yeah I really like the um I I really liked kind of the like the, the fact that like we live in a world where there's so many algorithms that kind of control what you listen to after you click a song whether it's on spotify or apple music or anything like that it's kind of nice that i feel like we're almost going against the grain and being like no i'm actually going to listen to this entire album in one sitting and i'm going to do it now whether it's good or bad and like it's it can be challenging but i yeah i don't know i'm old school i like i like playing entire records which actually speaking of alex liking it we should go into what our final counts were for the year. Um, I don't know how you feel, Natalia, but I kind of hate Alex right now. Um, 
I guess I'll go first and by saying I listened to the least out of these two and I only hit 110 albums out of 365 days. So I don't know if I um if I should be rewarded or if I should like be checked into a hospital because I may have problems, but I got to 278 albums, um, which I think is the most albums I've ever played and listened to in one year, like of, of new stuff. I, I can't believe that I did that on top of like regular albums that I was playing on the side. Uh, Natalia, what did you get? I, am in the middle. I had 143 albums. I was logging them every day and I only made it to like May, which is kind of sad, but oh well. Honestly, that's still pretty, I think it's pretty impressive. That's actually probably about 143 right there, probably of days. But the fact that all of us played more than 100 records. Uh, Just barely for me. You know, I think it's a lot. I think all of us deserve a pat on the back but i deserve maybe three pats on the back i think okay if you get three pats on the back then natalia and i get plus five albums because maybe there's a few that we forgot to log or you could combine all the random songs we listen to throughout the year into albums well if that's the case i know for a fact i forgot to include one record okay no no it doesn't count no alex gets no extras um what's funny is i thinking we should have added we should have all said how many minutes we got in our spotify wrapped this Uh, year but don't look it up right now i don't want to know we already compared enough today i already feel sad about myself (laughs) um which okay as an upper let's talk about now what were our top albums and i actually i'm gonna can i pick natalia can you go first oh okay yeah. Yeah. So the albums that I picked, first of all, I don't know about you guys, but it was really hard for me to like actually pick just three and rank them. Mm-hmm. I, I had a hard time, but oh, I, I guess the first one was easy because I knew exactly what artist it was going to be because I actually found like literally my new favorite musician this year i discovered the band heim and i we already made an episode about one of their albums this year but i just can't get enough of them and i can't shut up about them so my favorite album of theirs was days are gone and it is the one that we made an episode about so if you want to hear about that you can go listen and then my next favorite album was actually Currents by Tame Impala. And the reason that that is in here is because I obviously like knew some of the songs already, but then when I listened to the full album, I just like could not stop listening to it. I had it on repeat for like weeks after, and it was like all I would listen to while I was walking around on campus in the springtime. Mm-hmm. And it was just really great. And then my third album is on here because I was really pleasantly surprised by like how much I liked it because 
I went into it kind of thinking that this artist was like a one-hit wonder and, you know, I'd be lucky if I liked their other stuff. But I listened to Tracy Chapman's album, her self-titled album, and I loved it. It was so good. And I think she is so talented and, like, should have a lot more recognition. And those are my albums. Seeing your list, I i mean, I knew about Haim because obviously, like, we talk and we did the episode and I love Haim and that was a cool connection for us. Tame Impala is so interesting to me because I feel like I remember that I was in college when that album came out and I felt like that was, like, such a huge hit. So it's really cool that, like, I guess it's almost, it's nearing 10 years. It's, like, seven years old. Um, the album I looked at came out in 2015. That's cool that it still, like, hits for younger generations. And then your Tracy Chapman one shocked me because I know later we're going to talk about a specific artist who is one of my favorites but who I see you didn't really like. Um, but when I listen to this other artist, I'm always recommended by Spotify to check out Tracy Chapman. And I have to admit, I never have, but I've always wanted to, cause it's always being recommended as a similar artist and seeing that you really liked it so much. I feel inspired. Like I really, like, I feel like January 1st, I'm like listening to Tracy Chapman. I, yeah. I love that you're, I, I love that you're, your, your top three were kind of were all, all over, over the, place. the place. Yeah. Like. Even even for me, Currents was a really big album in college and a little bit when I first moved to L.A. And I, I haven't actually listened to the record in a while. So like, right, yeah, as you mentioned that, it was like some of the melodies started coming back into my, I remember into my head. And I'm like, yeah, I love that record. Working in like coffee shops, sometimes it was like so good to put that one on because it like every song flows into the next one. And I always loved how it's just so like, it sounds like you're just listening to one long, mm-hmm. like 45 minute song, but yet, and it's funny because I, it's so hard to pick one song from the album that you like, because it's like trying to pick one piece out of like a mural when it's like, it all works because it's all together. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. such a good way of putting it. Speaking mm-hmm. of being all over the place, Catherine, I feel like your albums were all pretty different from each other too. Yes. So mine, so yeah, it was also very hard to pick favorites. I tried to pick stuff that like when I listened to it, I was like, whoa, like this is so good. Like almost like blew my mind kind of. And my first one I put was Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves, which kind of like you with Days Are Gone and Heim. Like I would say because of this experience, she's now one of my favorite artists and I became obsessed. Um and definitely like showed up a lot in my like Spotify wrapped and stuff like that. Um, my second one was Art Angel by Grimes, which is funny because I don't really like her as a person, but this album, um, which as a side note to our listeners, we all, Alex, Natalia, and I tried to write notes. We had a spreadsheet, a little tracker. So we all tried to write notes on our thoughts on the albums that we listened to. And when I was making, when we were prepping for this episode podcast, I looked back at my notes and for Art Angel, I had written like, every song is amazing. Every song is unique. Um, Crazy, pop, interesting, strange, beautiful, cool. 
Like that's how I feel about Grimes, the Art Angel album. And then my third one I chose actually was The Miseducation of Lauren Hill by Lauren Hill. And this album was really like hip hop and R&B. And that's not a genre I almost ever listened to. But I also had research that this is like an iconic kind of album. And truly like also every song was just like fun, cool, unique beats, rhythms, instruments. Sometimes she'd sing, sometimes she'd rap. And yeah, so I really, I really like those were my top three. I I think I think your top three are really fun. Um, Golden Hour, that was a record I was obsessed with for a long time. Um, there's one song from Art Angel I can't think of the title right now that is so bizarre to me, and I was like always playing it on repeat. California? That's no, one. there's there's another one where like it's it was like annoying. Kill versus Mame yeah. or Kill v Mame. That song is like. Every time it plays, I'm like, this is the most annoying song, but also she the like, most amazing song at the same time. She like screams in that song. And I normally hate screaming in music, but and I, she's whiny, but it's like it's so. Unique. Yeah, she sings some of her songs. She like sings like a baby and then or screams. And to me, she's like a modern day Bjork, but I think slightly less avant garde, but still kind of pushing the boundaries and being a little wacky. And it, it's like I like it. It's like modern Bjork light. I think that's a great description of, of Grimes. <laughs> Modern yeah. Bjork light. That's like I a tongue li- twister. I can't really say that. I listened to the Lauren Hill album after you did, because you recommended it. And mm-hmm. I also really love that. And I still like play that pretty often. I like that. I l- that's uh, side note, because then we should get to Alex's favorites. It was really cool to also, we would sometimes share with each other in between us three, like if one of us really liked something, like to be like, hey, like check this out. Um, and it was cool to like learn stuff from each other. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely a classic. Save that for the end. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's all okay, right. Okay, Alex, tell us your favorites. Um, yeah, so mine, mine actually surprised me. I took this, I took this very serious when we first started it. Like I was like asking tons of friends, like everyone could think of. I'm like, send me like records to check out. And I was just like digging through like music forums. And I listened to a lot of albums this year of bands that I already knew. So I kind of thought that would be the majority of my list. But out of my three, two of the artists I'd never heard of. Um, and I, I think I found these. I think I found the first two through... Honestly, I think through Spotify, <laughs> like it's just random algorithm and just like you know, like playlist recommendations. But this first one is called "The Back Room" by Editors. Um, I knew absolutely nothing about them, but was just like blown away by this record. And I think I played it like three. I played it like three times in a row, and then listened to another album of theirs and even added it into like the full list. And then. The next one, I don't even I don't even know if I'm saying her name right, but it's Fortress Round My Heart by Ida like Maria or Maria. It's probably Ida Maria. I think she's Norwegian. Oh. Um You could be that then. So I look I looked at her first name was pronounced Ida, but I couldn't figure out how to say her last name. But she kind of like reminded me of 
like Kate Nash a little bit. It's just like very fun kind of early 2000s, like Riot Girl kind of high energy garage punk. I'm just like combining and making up genres right now. Um, but it was just such a fun record. And the third one did not surprise me because I've been obsessed with this band for like three years in a row, but it was Skinty Fia by Fontaine's DC. I'd been waiting and waiting and waiting for that record. And I love that it was just as good as I like was hoping for it to be. But um, yeah, these, these were, these were like really special and surprising records for me. And I felt like, I felt like they all sounded also pretty different from each other. Hmm. I, I honestly, of your music, the last one, Fontaine's DC, I only know because you introduced the band to me about a year ago mm-hmm. and I listened to their first album, but I have to admit, I think I tried listening to Skinty Fia and I did not make it through. That's all right. It's so. not for everyone. Is it too is it too Gaelic for you? It's a little too Irish and screamy. <laughs> There's like accordion solos and it's it's all over the place, but oh, wow. I think it's a beautiful record. <laughs> yeah. Um Editors kind of reminds me a little bit of like Joy Division and a lot of like that eighties um sound like that. So if if you're into sad eighties men, mm-hmm. <laughs> then editors is the band for you. Nice. Um, but it was, yeah, it was, it was fun. I'm like really, I think it was so challenging though to figure out three records. Like I feel like if we did this recording tomorrow, I'd probably like have three other records that I ended up thinking of too. But uh, what was, um, gosh, I think this was also a hard one. I hard. think we got to bring up now the worst albums or worst album. It's I think it's okay if you only had like one. Um, Natalia, I want to hear your worst records first. Let's bring in the spicy drama. Okay, I'm going to spill the tea. Um, so I picked three albums that I didn't really like, and they all, I picked them all for different reasons. Like, there were different reasons I didn't like them. So the first album is one that definitely upsets Catherine, to say the least. And this is Blue by Joni Mitchell, and I didn't like it because, quite frankly, I just don't like the sound of her voice. Like, it's nails on a chalkboard to me, and I just can't listen to it. And I can, like, acknowledge and appreciate the fact that, like, she's an icon, but that's about it. And I listened to this album, and I I went in with an open mind, but it just... I just open enough. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm hey, kidding. I'm you kidding. just destroyed my no, favorite one. No. So you're allowed to get your no, favorite record I know, destroyed. I know. I'm sorry. I'm not being humble. Yeah. Yeah. Sit down. Be humble. And like, I, I wish that I liked it because like, I have always loved singer songwriters. Like for me, that is what makes me like an artist. I love someone who writes their own songs but it's it it's like it doesn't help if you don't have a good voice to sing those songs. Um, the next album I picked was I'm an fired. album that was recommended to me by somebody, and I I couldn't even finish this to be honest with you. It's called 
Hinoni by Hinoni. I don't know exactly how to pronounce that, but I've never heard of this person. It was they like, have like thirty four hundred followers ooh, on Spotify. It was like super like obscure, weird, and I just I couldn't listen to it. Um, sorry, Hinoni. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. One. It's on here because I was just so disappointed because, like, for me, I hated when I would have an album that I was really excited to listen to because maybe I had heard a couple of songs before and I liked those and so I was excited to hear the rest. And it was always so disappointing to just have those let you down. And mm-hmm. for me, this album was one of those. It was Justified by Justin Timberlake. And I feel like in the early 2000s, and obviously when he was in NSYNC, like he had so many amazing like hits. But when I listened to this album, like it was just the hits that were good. Like mm-hmm. I was hoping for like more iconic like pop songs dance songs you know maybe some more Timbaland collabs but it was like I didn't find any other songs other than the singles that I liked so I I, like wanted to instantly like counter that but then like looking at the list I'm like it really is just like Cry Me a River and Rock Your Body are like the ones that I listen to off of that record I don't even know like half of that album and i'm gonna go off of what you just said natalia about how there was albums that you were excited to listen to that ended up being a major disappointment i had a similar experience too where there was a lot of artists where i'd heard like a single of theirs you know or like i knew their hits and i'm thinking like oh my gosh the album that this is from is gonna be like great or like there's gonna be at Mm -hmm. least like some other maybe like hidden gems and there there was a lot of albums I'm going to say mostly pop ones where it was so disappointing. I would like, and and I'm going to say mine now because it kind of segues because they're related. They're like pop artists. And two of these artists, I actually love them as people. And one of them, I love their music and that's Lady Gaga. Like my first disappointment album was jo- her Joanne album, her like country album. I hated that album. It was so cheesy and bad to me um it felt like as if lady gaga was told what country music is and then hadn't ever never listened to it but someone had tried to describe it to her and so then she tried to make songs about what she thought it would be but so bad even though i love so much of her music i'm a huge fan of her um chromatica album and then my second one was an album called Heart of Stone by Cher, which again, powerhouse vocalist, amazing person. I love her. Her hits are great, but this album, which did have like uh, one or two, like of like her hit songs, Mm -hmm. every other song was like so unbearable. I had to like force myself to listen to the whole album. It, they all were like mediocre, sounded identical. Like one song after the next sounded like the same, it was so generic 80s rock pop music and like not a single one of them i i believe probably didn't even chart at all other than like the one or two ones that were kind of hits um 
And then my last album that I said I didn't like was this one called The Lo-Fi by Steve Lacey, which I know he's huge in the indie scene and I love indie music, but I found this album just incredibly boring. Every song was like, put me to sleep. Um, Maybe that's what he wanted. That lo-fi sleepy sound. I don't know. I don't know. I never listened to it. He went too low on the lo-fi. Oh, more shots fired. I, um, my first one, actually, this album I thought was so bad that I forgot it existed until I started digging through my list again for worst albums. Um, it, it's I'll Be Fine by John Lewis. I had it rec- recommended to me. It's just like, oh, actually, I'll just literally read what I wrote. Every song sounds like an edgy worship song. I don't mind the singer's voice, but every track's track sounds the same and the sound has been done a million times the lyrics are way too straightforward and provide no room to breathe that's very nice this guy literally just sings about uh he he got out of a divorce i guess and then like every song was just about basically um how he hates his life and he's sad that his divorce happened and then the album's cut i'll be fine but it's just like it's just like the dude learned four chords and then just decided to just play that on repeat do you know who recommended this to you um Say yes their name it's definitely a friend uh that cut out of a divorce around that time <laughs> so that's all we need to know i think it it makes sense i'm not gonna say their name <laughs> funny, out, out I'm here, sorry. <laughs> i was gonna say maybe don't be friends with them anymore but now i'm like eh, if, okay i feel bad if you if, if any of you listeners out there uh, just went through a divorce this or on is the, the break album of it. for you yeah this is the best album for you um what's the other one? Oh yeah this this guy i actually was kind of disappointed with because i remember being on tour or i wasn't on tour i went to a, a blink 182 tour like years ago and they were like they were talking up this like new emo artist called ian dior at the time and he's huge right now in like the emo and kind of punk and rock scene and i kind of had a feeling that i wouldn't be into him but i decided to give his new album on to better things uh a listen i played the entire thing all the way through and i just found it complete trash there was nothing memorable this guy just sounds like he was just manufactured by every every writer in hollywood you can think of but you know what maybe he wrote his own songs i did no research I, I disliked it so much that I didn't even want to I didn't even want to look anything past that. But that those were my two records that I picked. Yeah, well, we made it through. That's all I can really say about those worst ones. We made it through. Um, and then, OK, so our next round that we decided to come up with was most surprising or unique find from the year. And I'm going to go first. Um, Mine, I put down two. So my first one was an album called Listen Of by Paul Bryan. And I don't know exactly how I found it. I think it was like one of those kind of like Spotify suggestion things. And a lot of the ways I found music is if I like a song, I'll listen to the radio of it. Like you can click like play radio of this song. And it was like 1970s Brazilian folk rock music. And I just really liked it. Um, But I couldn't find like anything about this actual guy, Paul Bryan. I don't even know if he's 
alive or not. Um, but that was good. And then the other one is something I listened to just a few weeks ago that Natalia recommended to me called, um, it was like powwow songs by the Black Lodge singers. Uh, or what, the Black a, Lodge. what a title. Yeah. But it was so good. It was literally like songs from mm -hmm. like powwows of this like Native American tribe. And it's pretty intense, I'd say, if it's something you've never listened to, which like I hadn't. But once I put it on and I just let the song after song continue to play, I I don't know. I just sounded like in a weird way, like kind of, I don't want to say relaxing, but like I was working while I was listening to this music and it helped. I felt like it made me like really focus on my work. It was like almost like mesmerizing to me. So. Well, my album was the opposite of like relaxing or helping me focus. But I, this actually almost made it in my top albums this was a record recommended or a band recommended by my friend Matt Roy. He is friends with a band. I believe they're from Boston. There's not a lot of info on them because I don't think they've been around very long, but they're called House of Harm and their album's called Vicious Pastimes. And this is a record that, especially at the beginning of the year, I played a lot and I'm actually really excited to like play this album again. It's definitely like like when it's Halloween season, I feel like this is the type of album to get into. But I I love I love like being recommended upcoming artists or artists that, you know, maybe only have like one or two albums. Uh, Natalia, what was the one that you picked? Yeah, mine was also like a recommendation of a new unique artist or new and unique to me. Um, this artist is Christine and the Queens. Um, I think it's just one person and it's like a stage name. Um, and I think at the moment the artist uses he, him pronouns. So that's how I'm going to refer to him. Um, but this album is called La Vita Nova and it was so good and so interesting because it was like pop music and like dance, but it was like they sing in English and French and Italian and like go back and forth. And it was just so like original. I had never heard anything else like it. And just every song makes me want to dance and so catchy and stuck in my head. And I may have a little recency bias because I only listened to the album in full like a week ago, maybe. But I just have literally been obsessed with it and I haven't been able to turn it off. It's so good. I remember. I like that. Yeah, I remember when you group texted us that one and I, I did I did play the record as well. and I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it, was, it was very different. It's I think a record I could probably play multiple times and like mm. still pick up something new. So thank you for recommending that one. That was a fun find. I had actually heard of Christine and the Queens before, but I only ever knew one song and I mentioned it to you guys. It's from a different album, but honestly, I don't even know how I found that song. And I really like it. And it's a really unique and interesting song. And I played it 
recently because I wanted to like re-listen. But it's so crazy because I never listened to any other songs by Christine and the Queens. And so when you sent that album, Natalia, I also checked it out. And it was also really interesting because I also love how he switches with the English and the French. And I don't know, the Christine and the Queens is definitely like, like for our listeners, very unique. I think Natalia, like, yeah, of all of our unique albums we all picked, I think yours seems like the most unique, especially like in regards to sound. Yeah. I don't know. I think so. we might be tied, Catherine, because Powell That's true. I mean, not I guess for me, yeah, the Black Lodge one definitely unique in sound. The listen of, I feel like I told my, I wrote as unique more just because it was something like I can't even remember how I found it, and it was so so unique. Mm-hmm. And then trying to even research this guy or this album, there's like nothing online. I'm like, I don't even know who's managing the Spotify who uploaded the music. Um, it's a mystery. I could only find like one article from a long time ago about that album. Um, but okay, and speaking of, so speaking of other albums, um, we thought to include a honorable mentions because we had our favorites, but because we all listen to just so many albums, I figured we could just share as some recommendations to our listeners and to each other of like what were just some other ones that we just really like hit for us. Do you want to go first, Alex? Sure. I'm I'm just going to be very brief because I, I made a... I, I listed a, a few of them. I mean, there was 200 and what, mm. 78 albums. It was hard to pick from all of those. But uh, these were records that um, a couple of them surprised me in how good they were, but some of them were very random finds. So Permanent Dot Radiant by Crosses, which is Chino from Deftones' side project. Um, it's like electronic group. It's really, really cool. Even if you're not into, you know, like new metal or like, rock this sounds totally different and is like really really cool to check out and then glow on by turnstile was awesome turnstile was like a hardcore band i saw like years ago and they completely changed their sound um almost into like indie pop and then uh re-release by juggernauts was like a rap group from the 90s out of the bronx um i recently found that one and then i found a japanese um dj so the album's called H2, the Japan edition by DJ Honda. And then the one that surprised me the most, and I never thought I would recommend them, but I'm putting it on here because I think it was in my top plays on Spotify and I felt like I had to, is Still Sucks by Limp Bizkit. Wow. Yeah, those are those are mine. Every single one you picked, I have never heard of, except for I've heard of Limp Bizkit. <laughs> But I've never listened to or know anything of your other bands. Same with well, me. Well, you know, maybe there'll be new ones for you to check out. I guess. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. When we go over our overview of this project, I'll give some yeah. notes on what I think about that. Um, okay. Who wants Na- to go next? Natalia. I vote Natalia. Me. I think I've said that every time. <laughs> okay. Well... This was an album that I really liked listening to, and it's like a classic. Like, this album was one that I had in mind when I thought of doing this whole challenge, because I was like, this is an iconic album that, like, you have seen it a million times, and you've heard some of the songs a million times, but 
for some reason, never from front to back. And this was The Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. And Mm. I, the thing that makes me love it so much is that like Currents by Tame Impala, like every Mm -hmm. song fades into the next and it's like listening to one big song. And it was, it's just a really cool listening experience. And for me, like I am a huge lover of sequencing and I think that that is a lost art when it comes to albums and I just think that it's really important to listen to albums in order and so I just loved listening to that album and then I also listened to one of my favorite things to do this year was if I loved an artist, I would just literally go through their entire discography. And so I did that with Mazzy Star and Beach House. And like, I just love all of their music. It's just so great to put on shuffle. And then, like I said, I discovered my new favorite artists this year, Haim, and all of their albums are so good. Totally recommend both of them. Mm. That's I what I want to comment on is the Dark Side of the Moon one because that is an album too that you're right. Like that is so famous, mostly because of the album art. And yet I don't even know if I can name a single song from them and I wish I had listened to more of those, like, I don't know what you'd call them, like, legendary, iconic albums. Yeah, I think I think legendary is a good name because it's, like, they're, like, or, or timeless records. Timeless, maybe timeless, something like that. Yeah. Um, that's, like, inspiring me because I'm, like, oh, look. Honestly, this whole entire recording, you guys have been giving me so much stuff that I'm, like, I want to listen to that now. Um, for mine... My honorable mentions, I had In My Own Time by Karen Dalton, which I'm going to say this right away for Natalia. If you did not like Blue by Joni Mitchell, you will not like In My Own Time by Karen Dalton. Karen Dalton also has one of the most bizarre, unique voices for folk music. And it can sometimes, I feel like sometimes the way she sings can sound like you just handed the microphone to like a raspy cigarette smoker of 50 years which is exactly what she was um but i loved the album and i was surprised by it because i only knew one or two of her songs and i ended up i was nervous that the rest of her album was gonna suck and then it ended up being like a pretty good listen um i also had father of the bride by vampire weekend which actually features a lot of um the danielle heim who's the lead singer of the band heim um i think she really made that album because she was featured on at least three or four songs. And then I also included A Seat at the Table by Solange, um, Beyonce's sister, which she's more than just that. Um, Willow by Willow Smith. Um, Songs in the Key of Life by Stevie Wonder, which was actually, I saw, I got that from Natalia. And that was an album where it was like, I feel like everybody knows some Stevie Wonder songs but I'd never listened to a whole Stevie Wonder album. Mm -hmm. And like so many of the songs weren't like stereotypical hits, but were still catchy and fun and good. And to me, I really think it showed that he is a great musician because he clearly is able to write a whole album of good songs that are consistently good, not just a few hits and the rest is junk, like 
basically every song is good. And then lastly, I really like Crash by Charlie XCS. Or X X C X C X. Yeah, X C X. I think Father of the Bride by Vampire Weekend was my is my favorite of that of those ones you mentioned. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a record I really in, in enjoyed playing like on repeat when it came out. You were alive in the eighties? No, Vampire Weekend. Oh, Vampire Weekend. Sorry, I thought you. I was. My <laughs> I was eyes. Like, I was like, wait, Vampire Weekend came out in the eighties. My oh. eyes were looking at Stevie Wonder, no, and I was like, right. you listened to that when I'm it like, came out? I'm like, was it Father of the Bride only like a couple years ago, or am I? My am bad. I, am I that crazy? My bad. We you got know, lost in a lot of decades with these albums. Stevie Wonder and uh, Vampire Weekend are basically the same group, you know. So it's easy mm-hmm. to get them mixed up. True. True. All right, let's wrap it up by saying what were what were our favorite things about doing this this challenge, this like project. I feel like I feel like we're gonna say a lot of probably similar things, but um, mine was just like uh, really diving into finding music that I probably wouldn't have played on my own. Or, you know, there's plenty of albums where I'm like, yeah, I only know one song, but like I've never listened to the rest of it. So like I I liked I liked playing, yeah, like the whole album in one sitting and, you know, hearing more than just like the two radio hits that were featured on whatever record it was. Mm-hmm. Same here. I feel like I discovered a lot of new music. Um but what came of it was truly discovering two of my now probably favorite bands of all time. And I haven't mentioned them yet throughout this episode, uh, but the band, the 1975, um, I had only ever heard like one or two of their songs and kind of always dismissed them and then just picked them one day. Cause I was like, you know what? I want to learn more about them. And then I ended up listening to their entire discography and they ended up being my top artists this year and I ended up seeing them in concert and had the best, one of the best concert experience of my life. And, and then also with Casey Musgrave. So I just, I ended up finding two probably lifetime favorite bands now. Yeah. Echoing that sentiment. I like literally found music this year that I love that I am going to recommend to everybody until the cows come home and it's just crazy to think that I may have not found that stuff if I hadn't done this challenge so do you remember do you have any memory of how you found time or if somebody had told you about it yeah I do um obviously I'd heard of them and I knew some of their songs but then one of my friends was like, you should listen to this album. Actually, all their albums are really good because I've been, you know, telling all my friends that I've been doing this challenge because I need to ask for recommendations and there's been some snags along the way, you know, just not being able to listen to everything. Um But yeah, my friend told me and so I listened and I just, nothing could have prepared me for like how much I was going to like it. Like I just had no idea that I was going to love it. 
Yeah. I love that. I love that this 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 craziness of uh, our album search is like what what helped find that. Honestly, yeah, it brought us all some great things, but it also I don't know. I feel like Natalia and I what we both noted as our struggles relate, but this this whole project definitely brought along some struggle. Um, but I'm going to have Alex go first because I don't know how much how was it did you have any cons to this? Yeah, I actually had a lot. Um I didn't write them down as much, but I noticed at the beginning I would write in high detail what I loved or didn't like about an album. And then towards the end, I would still listen to my albums. But then for like two weeks, I just wouldn't write anything in my in our spreadsheet. And then I would be like, oh, uh, I forgot what this album even sounded like. So for like me liking it or not liking it, I'd either just put yes, no, or like maybe. And I was starting to get kind of burnt out with that. Um, I never got sick of like playing a whole record all the way through, but there would be like albums where the second I didn't like it, I was like, Oh gosh, like I have 45 minutes left of this album. And like, I just, I don't want to like, I don't want to be doing this. So I, you know, you'd kind of like dread those days, but I really, I really hated like track. I, I think I hated the tracking part. Like I liked writing down the record. Um, but then I also noticed, yeah, I like wouldn't listen to as much songs, from the past that I already enjoyed and I made like a Spotify playlist called 2022 discoveries, but I think out of habit, I would just put like a song or two from like maybe mm. with like the ter- the first three tracks of the record. And then I noticed I never put any songs like towards the end. Cause I'm just like zoned out at that point. Like the mm. song might've been better, but I'm like, yeah, I wasn't in the top two. I just like already lost my focus and now I'm like doing other things throughout the day. So yeah, you really you you had the same thing yeah i totally would like pay a lot more attention at the beginning of an album than the end mm-hmm. i had that sometimes but then funny enough i remember there was a few albums i would listen to where beginning or middle was like whatever and then the last like two songs would be really good and i'd be like in my notes like most of albums sucked except for like last two songs you know like mm-hmm. but it does seem like there was surprising thinking of all the albums we all listened to just how many albums are out there and how much of them are kind of fluff songs and you're really just kind of listening to like the one to three like really great songs um minus the artists that we said that we think truly like i think killed it in regards to like writing a great album like that included multiple if not all great songs mm-hmm. um but yeah some of the things that i didn't like which i'm sure we all felt and like alex said it's like felt well at least for me it felt very time consuming um and like also with the logging of everything um i wanted to log like same thing like good detailed notes of what i thought but then yeah also like in the last six months of this year it was more just like I liked it. I didn't. It was okay. Um, and then my other thing is that as much as I love music and, you know, I really do think I am, all three of us are music lovers. I really love podcasts too. And sometimes I felt torn between like, oh, like, do I listen to an album or do I listen to a podcast? Like I'm really feeling a podcast today. 
And sometimes I just will be in these stretches where like all I want to listen to is podcasts, like no music. Um, and so sometimes it felt hard for me to like almost like force myself to listen to an album, which then mm-hmm. I think when you're force yourself to do anything, you don't like it as much. And um, which I think kind of ties into Natalia, what you want to say about it. Yeah, I think that like there were some days where it really just felt like an obligation or a chore and it was something that I just like it just didn't sound like something I wanted to do that day and so I think that was why a lot of days I didn't get to it or you know some days I was just genuinely too busy or completely forgot but like there were also many days where I just didn't feel like listening to something new because I wanted, I was in the mood for like something specific, but then it was like, Oh, I have to listen to an album. And I felt like, or like if you found something you really love, like Heim or for me, 1975, I want to listen to that like multiple days in a row because I'm loving it. Like you've just found the new love of your life in an album and now it's like, oh, I have to listen to other stuff. And it's like, I don't want to listen to other stuff. I want to I want to fall in love with this album and listen to it for a month. Yeah. Yeah. I was with Crosses. I played their EP because there's only five songs on it. I played that EP like two weeks in a row. But then it was like, you know, days of that where I didn't include a new album, but you'd still be thinking about it. And it's like I would have rather just enjoyed playing Mm -hmm. it. So I guess that brings to would we do it again? I say that I would, but I'm thinking for this coming year, 2023, of maybe just doing an album a week, because then that would be more like, I think, what, like 180 or so. So it would be still more than I hit this year, but less than 365. There's 54 in a year. Wait, is it 54 weeks? Oh, I'm I'm like 180. I took... (laughs) 365 and divided it by two. I'm like, did months change recently? <laughs> okay, never mind. 50. It's right. She was playing too much See, okay. Stevie Wonder and Vampire Weekend. 52, <laughs> 52 weeks in a year. Oh my gosh. I will easily crush this famous last words. I agree. I, I would do this again, but tweak the criteria like either once a week or I don't know, maybe like twice a week, something like that. Yeah. Or maybe I'll go crazy. Maybe I'll just try to double what I did this year. See what you're happens. You're psycho. <laughs> Natalia, your thoughts? I will also do it again and change my criteria. I think that once a day was too much, but I think once a week is too little. So I think I'm going to try to do maybe like something between that, like 200 or 250, because I think mm-hmm. that like subconsciously, as soon as this year I kind of realized like it's gonna be physically impossible for me to complete this I think Mm -hmm. that that kind of made me lose steam a little bit even more 200 for next year I have faith in you I you know now that you're saying it 52 a year just sounds so low but I hate that 365 is so much I don't know I have some serious considerations to do but I support all of us as, I mean, we have, by the way, listeners, it's December, it's, uh, it's December 29th right now. 
So we have only about two more days till us three are about to potentially restart this process. So we have a few days to strategize. We have a few days to strategize. We're meeting in person soon, so we'll have a we're yes. Kate and I are flying to Seattle specifically for this criteria. We're meeting. doing the three six five music conference with Natalia. <laughs> uh, um actually it's the summit. It's hosted at the Marriott, the Seattle Marriott, uh on top we, of Mount um the one that's not Everest, but the Rainier. Rainier. <laughs> they built a hotel on top of the mountain for this conference. That's how important it is. Yes. Um, let us know, let us are know you going to be at the conference? Because are you no. going to do the challenge this year? Exactly. Seriously. If you think that this sounds like something you'd want to do, let us know, comment, tell us if you think we're crazy. Tell us if you liked any of the albums that we mentioned, or if we hated on anything you loved, um, like this episode, dislike this episode, rate it, review it. And most of all, subscribe to it if you can. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you, not just listening to this episode, but for listening to us this entire past year. Any of you out there who've been keeping tabs on our episodes and our topics, we really appreciate all the listens and the streams. Um, we love making these episodes, getting to share what we like with you guys. And can't wait to take you into the next year so with that happy new year the bandwagon fan podcast is hosted by josh jimenez alex mogosa and me aj soy our show is produced by Kate Smith and edited by your boy, AJ. Our social media is managed by Natalia Kokulia, and our theme song, Lush Waves, is provided to us by Taylor Lewin of Underscore Audio. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.